Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. I want to review a little bit today before going into Psalm 40, uh, starting with verse 1. We've been talking about diligently hearkening, to listen listening, to listen with uh, the intention and the motive to obey and to do what one is hearing to accomplish or to serve the thing that has been either written or spoken unto us. And we saw this from the book of Isaiah chapter 55, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and there's uh, several other scriptures uh, where we are told to diligently hearken or incline our ear, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, uh, verse 20 onward. Knowing and understanding what God is trying to communicate to us is very important. In fact, it is the way that he gets the thoughts of his will for us to us. If we're not willing to or will not hear, then we will not know what his will and purposes are for us. Well, we are here on this earth and we're here on this earth as believers, as sons of the living God. As he makes his plans known unto us and unveils them, they are not only personal, but they may be interconnected and involved in the life of others in the body of Christ. So therefore, it is important for us to be at the right place at the right time uh, with the right people so that we can make the right connections. I associate that kind of like the joints of the body, which Paul mentions in the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. Uh, uh, every joint uh, fitly, fitly joined together uh, uh, where every supply is met. That means when I'm doing my purpose, somebody else is doing their purpose, then things will function according to the will of God and his purposes that he has established. We also made mention that when Jesus taught us to pray in the book of Luke chapter 11 and in Matthew in chapter 6, and he started off with, you know, Our Father who art in heaven, holy is thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we mentioned that the will of God has already been purposed for us, even before we were born. All you have to do is read scriptures like Jeremiah and others. But that doesn't mean that it's uh, uh, fixed on stone. It, it, it simply means God has a perfect plan and thoughts for us. And we are to pray and ask God's will for us and for our lives, our daily bread, our daily directions, our daily steps, our daily uh, uh, things to do and be fed are for the purpose of accomplishing the things that, let's say, are already established and written about us. But we still have to choose what we're going to do, what we're going to uh, obey, what we're going to refuse to obey, what we're going to be obedient to and be disobedient to. In this case, the scripture talks about the angel that is there writing down things, including vows uh, that we make. And in uh, Ecclesiastics, it says, 
not to be rash with your mouth. Also, Jesus talked about in Matthew in chapter 12 of uh, every word, idle word that we say, uh, we're going to be judged for. For out of our mouth, the words that come out of it, we're going to be justified or we're going to be condemned. I look at that as a testimony either for us or against us. Or, as we would say in a court of law, there are witnesses that are written down concerning what we have done or not done or should have done. And these witnesses are part of our lives according to the book of Revelation in chapter 12. They say starting with verse 9 onward where it talks about the war in heaven between the devil and his angels and, and Michael and his angels. And it talks about the believer overcoming with the word of his testimony. Our testimony is what God has said about us. That is our testimony. God has testified that they have been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Yet, many people will never and are never going to be saved. Therefore, they have no testimony, no witness in their favor because they refuse to accept Christ. Or we can talk about they overcame him not only with the word of God, the word of their testimony, they overcame him with the blood of the Lamb. And they loved not their lives unto death. In other words, we're going to have witnesses for us and or against us. How do I know this? Well, the Bible talks about Jesus in the book of 1 John in chapter 5. About there's three that witness in heaven and there's three that witness on earth. And when we look at that, then we begin to understand, wait a minute, that's, that's, a, that's a testimony. That, that, that is, is something that you can have uh, uh, a, a person actually, an affidavit of some sort <clears throat> that is actually signed saying, yes, this is true. It can be verified that this person is a witness for or against a certain thing and that affidavit is a legal document or it, it's, it's a legal thing that can be used in a court of law. Well, the Bible says, according to the book of Genesis, chapter number 18, where Abraham calls God the judge of all the earth. Will not the judge of all the earth do righteously? Well, if that is true, then... It makes sense where the Bible talks about standing before the Bema judgment of Christ and then the judgment that is going to take place at the great white throne. That means people are going to be judged for their actions. They're going to be judged for their thoughts. They're going to be judged for their words. They're going to be judged uh, either in favor or against. And there's going to be evidence presented. The Bible talks about that the books are going to be open. The book of life being one, that your name is actually written there or it's not written there. And then all of the evidence of what we either did or did not do. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if God wrote our scenario out and he tells us to pray 
for that scenario to be fulfilled in our lives and we fail to do it, then that means that we're living out a different scenario that was not written out. In other words, what was written as witness for us, all of a sudden has discrepancies in it. We are living out a life that is different. We still have a choice. We choose. That's never taken away from us. We're free moral agents. We can choose whether to or whether not to. But what I am trying to uh, get at is, let's say that God has done this. Uh, there's so many scriptures, so many things that are, are pointing in that direction. But let's just look at what uh, was just mentioned and just the little things that I said. Now, starting in the book of First uh, John, in chapter number 5, verse 6, it says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not only by water, or water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that bears witness, because he's the Spirit of truth. So Jesus has three witnesses that it says here. It says in verse number 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. So there's three that bear witness of Jesus here on the earth, that he came by water, by blood, and by the Spirit. And there's three testimonies, or three that bear witness uh, in heaven. It says in verse number 8, And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree. Remember, in the mouth of two or three witnesses is every word verified. In other words, it's true. And it says in verse number 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the testimony, or this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. And he that believeth, he that believeth on the Son of God, has the witness in himself. He that believeth not that God has made, has made him uh, a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, this is the testimony, this is the witness that God has given us eternal life, and this eternal life is in his Son. Verse number 12, He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. So stop and just consider that. Read it in that context of there are three testimonies or three witnesses, both in heaven and on earth concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we are to believe and follow the pattern that the things that uh, uh, are, are the things that have been, are the things that shall be, then that means history repeats itself or it goes in a cycle. In other words, the thing that has happened or has been said of us in heaven is the thing that will come back and come around again as we yield to God's life. 
as we yield to God's will and God's purposes. Now, this is what the Apostle Paul, when he prayed in Colossians concerning the life of the individual, he said, I'm going to pray for you. And this is going to be my prayer. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father that has made us meet or has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So there are things that we are to know, things that we should be following and doing because those are the things that God has purposed for us. Now, let's look at Psalms before we run out of time. We're at uh, 13 minutes already and I haven't even gotten to Psalm 40. Let's look at this. Psalm 40 verse 1. To the chief musician, a Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pit uh, out of the miracle, and he has set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Notice, established my goings. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, and many shall see it and fear it and shall trust in the Lord. There's the evidence of the fruit being manifested. Blessed is the man, verse 4, that maketh the Lord his trust and respect not unto the proud, or such as turn aside to lies. Verse number five. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and your thoughts which are towards us, or usward, they cannot be reckoned, nor order, uh, uh, be reckoned up in order unto me. If I were to declare and to speak of them, they are more than I more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. What did God want? Our ears to be open. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O God. Yes, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. Withhold thou, uh, do not withhold your tender mercies from me, and let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. Now, as we stop and think about that, 
Here he says, I have come according to the volume of the book. Now it's talking about the, the, the scriptures. It's talking about the Old Testament, the things that were written concern him. But those things that were written concern him were already things that were planned in heaven. The testimony was already there, and he just simply found himself where it was written of him and fulfilled the things that were written and told of him. Find yourself in the Word of God and fulfill what God has called us to do. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is preaching His righteousness, His faithfulness, and loving kindness to the great congregation of mankind. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow. We'll pick up again in Jesus' name. Amen.